0: Happy, happy, happy weekend to you. We're here to celebrate the end of a week and get the weekend going here on the show that covers everything in the 16 southern states. And I'm your narrator, your moderator, your facilitator and just your good friend. I'm John Rawl. Thank you for being along for the ride. We've got a very good show lined up today. We've got headlines from across the South that we're going to get to. We've got to look at some college sports news in the next segment before the end of the hour is up. We've got ICYMI in case y'all missed it. And we're going to go back to our Monday show this week. Dean Reuter was on. He's the author of The Hidden Nazi. That's about SS Commander Hans Kammler back in World War II. We just celebrated last week the end of the war in Europe 75 years ago. And right in those closing days of World War II, Hans Kammler, the awful SS commander, a guy credited with helping develop the final solution for Adolf Hitler, He kind of disappeared. He supposedly killed himself, but there are some question marks about this guy. And did this country, the United States, help facilitate his sort of questionable demise? Dean Reuter author of The Hidden Nazi. We're going to rewind back to Monday when he was on and give you a portion of that interview right here in case y'all missed it. Hour two today, it is going to be a little David Lee Murphy to get us going with Party Crowd. And then we're going to keep the party going with a girl from the boot hill, Cheryl Crow. She's been making hits for nearly 30 years, and we are going to give her a spotlight. The pride of Kennett, Missouri, and a southern girl, And back in the early 90s, she stormed on the scene with All I Want to Do. And All We Want to Do is give that song a spin an hour or two as part of our Friday Free for Y'all. So stay tuned for a little Sheryl Crow Crow rock and roll and in the second hour then we'll have hashtag hullabaloo a lot of good stuff we got coming at you there and we'll wrap it all up today with a quick look at some of the top movies that are being downloaded on the world of the internet right now as well as some professional news we've got some golf and nascar and other things we want to pass along to you all that is part of our weekend sports primer it's coming up in hour two, to connect to us, it is very easy. Go to our website yall dot Did you realize that yall dot com is the ultimate guide to the South? And we welcome you to go there and bookmark the page, share it with all your friends. Perhaps you're going to be fortunate enough to go back to church this weekend. If you're one of those lucky ones, whenever you go out in the courtyard after the church is over. And you're talking about, man, it was just so good to see you. I hadn't seen you in two months. And oh, yes, I love that dress. I love that. I love that golf shirt, fella, you're wearing there after church. A lot of people wear golf shirts to church these days. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, I guess. Uh, somewhere in the conversation, if you don't mind sliding in, hey, there's this website called y'all.com. Hey, please do me a favor. I'm going to be praying for you. Could, could you add y'all.com to, to your favorites on your web browser could you go to the facebook page for y'all it's y'all.com on facebook and and i'm gonna be praying for you to add that to your list of things to do and you would just be such a saint if you would also make sure you make an effort to listen to or watch the y'all show With this guy right here, Johnny Boy, talking to you. And those are just some of the special requests we've got coming to you here. This Y'all Show Friday, end of the week edition. And we're glad that you could join us. Let's get into the headlines, if you don't mind, of what's going on today. And knock, knock, that was not what Richard Burr wanted to hear. But the FBI has seized the North Carolina senator's cell phone after serving a search warrant. If you have been following the news over the last couple of weeks, Senator Burr and several other members of the U.S. Senate have come under a lot of scrutiny for some of their questionable insider, allegedly insider trading, insider information passed along to increase their stock portfolio. And suspicions arose last month that it was revealed that several senators dumped stocks prior to the coronavirus pandemic taking hold of the global economy. The FBI reportedly reached out to Burr, who is a chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, to discuss the sale of as much as $1.7 million in stocks. That Senator Burr had, and Senate records indicate that Burr and his wife sold between $600,000 and $1.7 million in more than 30 transactions in late January and mid, in mid-February, just before the market began to nosedive and government health officials began to sound alarms about the virus. Several of the stocks were in companies that own hotels. Burr, who sat in early on the briefings about the virus, has acknowledged selling the stocks because of the coronavirus, but said he relied solely on public news reports, specifically CNBC's Daily Health and Science reporting out of Asia. And the question is, did he really actually go with that or was it some insider information that he was tipped off on that he in turn used to beef up, in this case, sell off some of his portfolio the same day that burr dumped the stocks his brother-in-law also sold a significant amount of shares that according to a recent report from ProPublica, and it's not looking good for the senator for north carolina again the fbi seizing his cell phone in an effort to discover what happened there in the Days early of this virus, and did he benefit from this financially? Now, he's not the only one that's been in the news. Besides Burr, you have the new senator for the state of Georgia, Kelly Loeffler. She and her husband sold stock back on January 24th, the same day that she sat in on a closed door coronavirus briefing as a member of the Senate Health Committee with the Trump administration and with Dr. Anthony Fauci in attendance. And a lot of people are paying notice to what she did. In fact, her opponent and the upcoming the special election in the Peach State is Doug Collins, the Republican congressman from the Gainesville area, and he's tweeted out here this week, Senator Loeffler, call your office. As the FBI serves warrants on Richard Burr, perhaps Doug Collins is hinting that the FBI is coming after her phone as well, and it just might be. And it's getting ugly. It's getting ugly all around. Imagine if Richard Burr is actually guilty of this, and he knows he's guilty of it, he's likely to resign. He's likely to leave his Senate position in Washington, D.C. And this is all speculative. Do you realize what that means? North Carolina's got a Democratic governor, and he's going to put in the U.S. Senate a Democrat, a likely liberal from the Tar Hill State, and that will reduce the Republican's edge in the U.S. Senate down to... Pretty close to about a fifty fifty. I think the Republicans will still have a seat or two edge. Loffler, she may have to walk out pretty soon. And of course Georgia has a Republican governor. There's also been a problem with the Oklahoma Senator. He's also under scrutiny for this. So is the Senator for California, Weinstein. She's also in under the crosshairs of what she did in the insider trading or allegedly insider trading. After some of these early hearings were held back in the early days of the coronavirus spreading into this country. But right now, the number one person that the FBI is after, after seizing his cell phone is Senator Richard Burr of North Carolina. Across that state line in South Carolina, some controversy there, not quite as big as maybe what's happening on the north side of the border. As the South Carolina State Senate has objected to Governor Henry McMaster's emergency virus orders and rebuking him, saying he should have gotten permission from lawmakers to continue the state of emergency for the pandemic over two months. The resolution passed by the U.S., or rather the South Carolina Senate, it uh, gets after McMaster and was the last order of business on what appeared to be the last day of a regular session where they had only met two days in the past two months. Every Democrat in the chamber sided with the Republican governor and McMaster signed after another 15-day state of emergency order tuesday after the senate met none of the senators directly criticized mcmaster's handling of the covid 19 pandemic they did reject a proposal to call for the governor to immediately end any restrictions on businesses because of the coronavirus and not issue any more stay-at-home orders or rules closing businesses but the senator's that all Republican supported the resolution that hinted their constituents felt the governor overextended his powers by closing beaches, boat ramps, and businesses, and then slowly reopening them with what are now five slightly different 15-day state of emergency executive orders over 61 days in the state of South Carolina. Governor Henry McMaster, within his own party now, feeling a little bit of the heat. I happened to see an amazing meme the other day. If you don't know who Henry McMaster is or what he looks like, there was a recent photo sent out of him taken back in April, and he's let his hair grow out a little bit. He's always not necessarily had a military haircut, but his hair has gotten a little shaggy, as a lot of us has over this pandemic. And his position in this photo that was a meme, compared side by side, he looked exactly like George Washington, with the same hair color and the same look and more. Henry McMaster, if the governor of South Carolina doesn't work out for you, you have a role playing George Washington in the next movie about our first president. An Atlanta reality TV star used an emergency loan from the federal government to lease a Rolls Royce, make child support payments, and purchase over $80,000 worth of jewelry. That's what's being alleged by the department of justice and on monday maurice fain who goes by arkansas mo on the vh1 show love and hip-hop atlanta he was locked up on a charge of bank fraud the 37 year old is the sole owner of a transportation business flame trucking and in april he applied for a loan that the federal government was offering to small business decimated by the coronavirus pandemic in his application Faye stated that he, his business employed 107 employees with an average monthly payroll of over $1.4 million. And he requested a Paycheck Protection Program loan for over $3 million. And he received a little over $2 million. But again, allegedly, he used this money, or at least portions of it, to go in and lease. He didn't buy. He leased a Rolls Royce in Atlanta. He made child support payments, And he purchased $85,000 worth of jewelry. Somehow, when the good people in Washington, D.C. passed this stimulus package, I don't think they had Rolls-Royce child support and $85,000 worth of jewelry in mind when that was passed about six weeks ago. (laughs) All right. Now, that was a bad guy doing bad things that he's going to have to pay a price for. But what about people that are doing good things and helping all of us out right now And a line of business that you might not expect has been kind of booming here because of the coronavirus shutdown. And that's auto repair shops. They are seeing more customers, and it makes a lot of sense. Now, some people might not say that being an auto repairman would be essential, but you got to keep the trucks and cars going, and that's why they were deemed essential. And yes, auto repair shops, are they've just been booming in a lot of the South and a lot of the country, as more workers are staying home, some saw a huge downturn in business and left wondering if they could survive, but the last time that meaning people have gone back and looked at what's going on in auto repair places, they are surging. A lot of people who are sitting at home with not a lot to do think, oh, well, now's a good time for me to take my old clunker in and get it tuned up good, and that's what's happening. In Kentucky at JD's Auto Repair in Frankfort. a couple of weeks after the restrictions began, people started pouring in there. Co owner Melissa Dean says they made more cost cutting adjustments after the last visit, but they went two weeks without having a guy working. But then they had people working on the cars and more. And they say that their sales, or if you want to call it that, repair jobs are up probably 50%. And yes, it's getting a little busier every day. And that's likely the case all over the South as people are taking their cars in for repairs. And what else you got to do, you can sit there waiting on your car for about 10 hours now, where in the times before, everybody was rushing off to get back to the office or maybe get to home or go pick up the kids from basketball practice or something like that. A disturbing story about a Taco Bell customer. We haven't had one of these lately, but a Taco Bell restaurant in the Augusta area is in the news right now because what what an idiot customer did there as this restaurant had to be de- decontaminated last week after this customer allegedly squirted a bottle of urine at a drive through window employee and then threw feces at the employee the incident was all caught on video now authorities there in the csra are currently searching for the suspect and we're hoping that this will uh, person will come through the suspect described as a black woman roughly 18 to 25 years old wearing glasses and a white tank top and this incident happened last week The suspect was seated in the rear of a vehicle that approached the window. It was unclear what prompted the attack. Both the window worker and another ploy were hit by the bodily waste. Because of the incident, this Taco Bell had to close two hours early so the work area could be cleaned up. But yes, somebody losing it there over their combo number three, perhaps. I know what combo number one at Taco Bell. That's the three tacos and a drink. And you can pay about 75 cents more and get sour cream on it. I like that combo. You also can get it with the corn tortillas or you can get the soft shell. Either one are good. Taco Bell, to their credit, they've been around now 30 plus years and they've got something that for the most part in the South, nobody has anything like that. A kind of fast food, Mexican food option. I know some of the Hardys out there have the Del Taco, but and even Burger King has gotten in the taco business, but Whenever they start getting into all the variety that Taco Bell has, get back with me and let me know. But unfortunately, there in the Gusta, Georgia, this unknown suspect hitting employees of that Taco Bell with bodily waste—horrible thing. By the way, have y'all been through a Taco Bell in the last month or so? They are going extra, making an extra effort to have the non-touch way of serving you. They put your change on a on a plastic tray and hand it out the window. You actually don't touch their hands at all. And I forget, windowless or no uh, uh, touchless. Uh, there's a term. In fact, I think it's on their national commercials. I should be paying more attention to Taco Bell commercials. I'm still a little mad at them. Back in the 1980s, when they first kind of got going nationwide, they had a guy named T. Graham Brown, country music singer from the Athens, Georgia area. Commerce, Athens and all that area just in the hour and a half northeast of atlanta and t graham brown was their first national spokesperson and did a great job singing and they got rid of him for that darn dog at one point and i don't even know what they're doing now back when the t graham was there in the run for the border era of taco bell commercials Hey, we're going to have NASCAR this weekend. Y'all ready for that? Sure enough. And speaking of NASCAR, a man in the PD of South Carolina has been arrested for making a bomb threat at NASCAR's Darlington Raceway, the site of the restart here this weekend. And this man arrested Wednesday for allegedly threatening to detonate an explosive device at Darlington Raceway. Michael Donovan Avon of Darlington phoned in a threatening message to the track at the end of April and now he's been arrested. Full details of the message have not been revealed, but the arrest warrant stated that it described a possible explosive device and the results it may create to further his cause. It also said he called another Darlington County, South Carolina location and claimed to have access to 125 tons of bomb bomb. Making materials. Now, good news Mr. Avin is currently at the W. Glenn Campbell Detention Center in Darlington on charges of possession, threatened, or attempted use of a weapon of mass destruction for an act of terrorism, not resulting in death. Now, Darlington Raceway normally has a capacity of 47,000 spectators. Beautiful track lit up there, and one of the oldest tracks in all of NASCAR. In fact, it might be the oldest one currently in use. This weekend, though, when they race there, there will be no crowd there at Darlington Raceway as this first race of the season or the restart of the NASCAR season is they're lucky to even be going off here. But they are going to bring back at least one portion of what makes NASCAR races kind of cool, and that's the singing of the national anthem. And at Darlington, they've tapped a South Carolinian, to sing the national anthem at this weekend's race. Darius Rucker, the country music singer and, of course, the lead singer of Hootie and the Blowfish. He kind of goes both ways, country music singer and lead man for Hootie and the Blowfish. And the South Carolina Gamecock alum will be singing the national anthem as the Real Heroes 400 at Darlington Raceway will be happening on Sunday as the series returns to the track Too Tough to Tame after a two-month hiatus Due to, the, due to the coronavirus and Darius Rucker who was born and still lives in the Charleston area is going to be in the PD and helping out getting the track too tough to tame all untameable this weekend. Now Rucker has pref- previously performed the Star Spangled Banner at a number of major sporting events including the World Series, NBA Finals, the Indy 500 and at Daytona International Speedway for the 2010 Coke Zero 400 but I think this might be his first time at his home state's NASCAR track, and it should be good. Now, unfortunately, I'm 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 being told that he's not going to be there in the flesh. That's not good. Darlington as big as it is, I guess it's not big enough for Darius Rucker. He's just being precautious. As Darius Rucker's performance for this weekend will take place remotely via the internet, as no spectators will be in attendance at the race which is being held under strict health and safety precautions to help prevent the spread of the COVID-19. The Real Heroes 400 will be broadcast live on Fox, on the Fox Network, and that'll be at 3.30 on Sunday, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. Tune in, and you'll see Darius Rucker likely somewhere in the Charleston area, two hours away from Darlington, but he'll be there, and he'll be singing his little heart out as NASCAR tries to get back up to some degree. We'll have more information on the race this weekend in our sports kind of glancing over what's going on in sports at the end of Hour 2. Plus, we'll tell you about the forthcoming race. Besides Sunday, they got another race happening at Darlington in just a handful of days in the middle of the week next week. So all that information is coming your way on the Y'all Show. If we didn't have enough things to be worried about in the South, right now officials in Georgia are facing the invasive four-foot lizard species known as the Argentine black-and-white tigu Oh, why, why, why is this even in our country? But sure enough, this ugly, and I mean ugly creature, is an invasive species, the black and white tego, and it's omnivorous lizard that can grow up to four feet long, and it now is established in tombs and tatnall counties in Georgia, as keeping tegos as pet is legal in Georgia, but releasing the non-native animals into the wild is not Anyone who comes across one of these ugly four-foot lizards, whether it's alive or dead, is asked to report the sighting to Georgia DNR officials so if biologists can track their spread. Because they are invasive, they can be killed on private property with the owner's permission and in accordance with applicable local laws. This tegu, named for its coloring but native to the South American countries of Brazil, Paraguay, Uruguay, and its namesake Argentina, is the largest of all tegu species. They can live up to 20 Years so if you're going to be in south georgia be on the lookout as these things can survive during colder months when they brumate a reptile version of hibernation and that makes them a risk for spreading deeper into the state of georgia as georgia dnr and a u.s geological survey and georgia southern university are all involved in trapping euthanizing and tracking the tigus and tombs and tatnall counties in georgia these things are already present in the state of florida and just so you know i am a little not sure of where tattnall county georgia i know it's in south georgia let me tell you the county seat and more of that that would be reedsville and that is in the state of georgia roughly tattnall is on a map just off of interstate 16 that's the road between macon and savannah and it's not far from lyons and baxley and we're talking central, southeast Georgia, really not far from Statesboro is where we're discussing. So not exactly right on the coast, but not far from the coast in south Georgia. Be on the lookout. Make sure be be cautious about one more thing. Darn it. We don't need to hear that. Bad news business wise to pass along. J.C. Penney is to file for bankruptcy as soon as next week, according to sources That means that a lot of their stores, many of which could be in the South, would be shutting down. JCPenney has roughly 850 stores, becoming the latest retailer to succumb to fallout from the coronavirus outbreak. And a bankruptcy filing would cap a long decline for the iconic 118-year-old department store chain, which struggled with a nearly $4 billion debt load. And the Plano, Texas-based company, which employs nearly 85,000 people, is in discussions with creditors for a so-called debtor and possession loan to bolster its finances but yes with stores in the south you can bet your bottom dollar a lot of these things are going to be closing pretty soon but jc if you've got one near you you might want to rush in there real quick in case they decide in the middle of the night to shut her down we hope that doesn't happen but this is a company that a lot of us have gone to throughout the years and and now unfortunately it could be seeing its last days in many places. By the way, do you know where JC Penney first opened up? It was in nineteen oh two and it was not in the south and it wasn't in the north. It actually started in Wyoming. Not not bad. Not that might be the first thing I've ever heard coming out of Wyoming. Besides I guess Yellowstone Park would be based out of there. Here's something to tell you about coming from Aggie Land. We've heard recently about the awful murder hornet have you heard of that thing this asian giant hornet has been spotted spotted several times in northwest washington state also in canada the hornet is known to prey on bees and can severely impact honeybee populations and it's called a murder hornet because it can really hurt you it can kill you and now in texas at the request of texas governor greg abbott texas a&m AgriLife experts are launching a task force and they're hoping to find out what in the world brought this thing here and to get rid of it. The task force will be made up of experts from Texas A&M's AgriLife Research Department, the Texas A&M Extension Service, and more officials from the state of Texas. So way to go, Texas A&M, as we try to find out how in the world this thing can get the heck out of here. The, the murder hornet. Oh, gosh, ugly looking thing. Reveille there in Aguilan might want to sick. He might want to gig them. Dig that murder hornet. That would be a good thing for all Aggies to come through with a solution to the murder hornet. Now, another reptile news or another scary pet or animal story to pass along. A North Carolina professor, a professor right there in Chapel Hill at UNC. What about this? She was driving down the road and she noticed a snake in her car on the dashboard of her Subaru Yeah, it makes sense that a UNC School of Medicine professor would be driving a Subaru. But the Subaru didn't come loaded with a snake when it was bought off the showroom floor. But Professor Gail Henderson says she was on the road for several minutes before she spotted this huge snake stretched across her dashboard. And she was on her way to a Walgreens and the grocery store earlier this week. And she had just turned onto a highway there in Chapel Hill when she saw this roughly four foot long black snake. Which blended in with her car. She said it was stretched lengthwise across the entire front dashboard. And she said she it started slithering and it took a second before she realized it was a big long snake, and she then ended up managing to pull off the road onto a shoulder of the road and got out of her car completely freaked out. And luckily a person saw her and came by that said they were familiar with snakes, good on them. And believe it or not, yeah, this snake was lured out of the car out of the car vent and the passerby, the Good Samaritan, grabbed the snake by the head and pulled it out, slung it around her head, and then flung it into the woods. Not what you want to hear when you're just simply wanting to go to the pharmacy, in this case to Walgreens and to the grocery store, and you got to deal with a snake. That lady is lucky, 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 even if it was a harmless snake that she didn't have a darn heart attack on the way to the drug store to get those medicines refilled. And lastly, some good news from the state of Maryland, and it's good news about some good news. If you've been tuning in, you might have seen some good news. That's a YouTube program, and a couple in Charles County, Maryland, was given a surprise wedding on the YouTube program, and they were given this surprise wedding, and all of a sudden, when John Lush and his girlfriend Susan Hedrick of La Plata, Maryland, thought they were invited onto the program by host John Krasinski, Because they tweeted a video of their proposal that recreated the Jim and Pam gas station proposal from the show The Office, on which Krankaski played the character Jim. Well, guess what? What they ended up doing virtually was the popular program that aired from 2005 to 2013, The Office, that is, cast members of this kind of Zoom-bombed, this Maryland couple as they were getting married, and they went through with their vows. And again, the cast of The Office coming through. For John and Susan, right there in Maryland, and what a great surprise on their wedding day! Of course, you can't think of weddings and Maryland without thinking of wedding crashers, where they crash that wedding there and here. In this case, huh? They're getting married, and they're doing it with the help of the the cast members of The Office. Way to go! Uh, by the way, the proposal for them happened at a Charles County, Maryland gas station. He said he wanted to do something special but also unique, and, hey, why not do it at a gas station? That's really, really special. And that's a quick look at what's going on across the South here as we get the weekend uh, going. When we come back, we've got a quick look at some college sports news. All that ahead as the Y'all Show continues.
1: Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street.
2: Have you ever wanted to learn a new language like French, Spanish, or Russian, but thought it would be too difficult and time-consuming? Then go to Babbel.com and try it for free. Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you will actually use. In 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel uses a modern conversation-based technique that makes language engaging, fun, and memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then, sentences gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. Babbel is created by language experts who use the space repetition method to help you learn quickly and remember what you learned. With Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com.
3: A social distancing tip.
4: While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov.
3: Let's all do our part. Because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
0: oh tigers we got some lsu news actually two nuggets out of baton rouge to pass along in just a second but right now as the all show continues on a quick look at some college sports news here on this end of the week celebration of the south and the ncaa has just announced they will not mandate a uniform return to college sports that coming from the director of the ncaa mark emmert and i'm a little surprised at that i really thought the ncaa just to try to I guess get the burden off of the individual colleges and or the conferences would come out with sort of a blanket policy, perhaps even using the federal government as part of the reason for their blanket policy. But according to Mark Emmert out of the NCAA office, they will not mandate a uniform return to college sports. And that really makes the college athletic directors and the administrators within each individual conference of college sports Given them the freedom to do whatever they want to do. And we're already hearing where some conferences are looking to only play conference games. Some conferences are seriously looking, at not even having fall sports. I think I saw where one smaller division two conference already has announced no fall sports of any kind. And, and here we have the NCAA given the green light to go ahead and just say, uh, we're, we're going to let this one, we're going to let this one ride with you the local, as in this case, conferences and or the colleges, their presidents and the chancellors of the individual colleges of Division I college sports. Now, Division I's recruiting dead period has been extended through June 30th. And right now, football programs, usually in the springtime, it's an area where they can go out and recruit. Of course, recruiting is the lifeblood of any college sports program, no matter what the sport And the Division I Council Coordination Committee has now extended its recruiting dead period through June 30th. And this was after they'd already kind of pushed it back even more. And this is seriously impacting the way colleges are recruiting right now, as they're not able to go out and see the athletes. Now, some colleges, like the University of Tennessee, have excelled over the last two months with this pandemic. They've got a staff there in Knoxville that are doing wonders on social media and are doing everything they can to attract really good talent to the hill in Knoxville, and it's paying off. I think I saw where Tennessee currently is in the top five of recruiting for the 2021 class. Jeremy Pruitt, he's got some things going on positive for big orange country. And so we'll know now that at least if you don't mimic what Tennessee's doing as this shutdown, shutting down even recruiting, or at least the in-person recruiting, or even in the case of some of this stuff, it's been where you can have... Some type of phone conversation with recruits. You can reach out to them on various social media forms. With a dead periods in place, I don't think you can actually do much at all. So we'll find out what exactly you can do. But but I know that's not what some of the head coaches around college football have been looking forward to is an extension of the dead period. A wide receiver from LSU, D. N. D. Anderson, is now going to join Oklahoma State as a graduate transfer he's going to go from coach o to the mullet man d anderson i'll be honest with you i don't really remember him much in the 2019 season maybe he was all over the field and i just didn't realize it but i know uh he didn't get the ball as much as as some of the other lsu players the national champions of college football of course and and he's going to be taking his talent from baton rouge now to the bright lights of stillwater as a graduate transfer, he's a six foot six, two hundred and twenty nine player, and he's eligible to play immediately now. Last fall, he was suspended. Maybe that's why I didn't see him on the field. He was suspended by Coach O for a conditioning issue, and he redshirted as the Tigers won the SEC and College Football Playoff Championship. D. Anderson from the SEC now headed to the Big Twelve and the Oklahoma Sooners. Now, another wide receiver out of LSU is bound for the NFL, and that's Thaddeus Moss, who has a very familiar last name. His daddy is Randy Moss. And Thaddeus Moss, although a good, good receiver, he played tight end for LSU mostly, he is now a member of the Washington Redskins, but not exactly signed, sealed, and delivered there in the nation's capital and Ron Rivera hasn't signed him for a life contract, is he ended up going in the recent NFL draft undrafted, and ended up having to become a undrafted free agent for the Washington Redskins, and his daddy is not happy. And his daddy, Randy Moss, of course, a pro football Hall of Famer, said he isn't tired of the questions about his last name, and and that's what the Thaddeus has said. He's not tired of the questions, and that his father is very proud of what he's done, but the Younger Moss needs to create his identity as, again, this guy went undrafted and then ended up being picked up by the Redskins as he's hoping to make his mark on the NFL circuit now, catching those balls in the nation's capital. But he's got something to prove. He's got a chip on his shoulder, which Randy Moss likely also had coming out of Marshall University back in the mid-1990s back in the days where marshall was once a power in the southern conference winning some socon championships and won some national championships in that time period then they took their took their ball and ran to the mac for a while of which randy moss was in that conference when marshall played in its first bowl game against the ole miss rebels in the music no not the Muse the motor city bowl y'all remember that bowl it's now i think the little caesar's bowl in detroit But that's been quite a long time ago. Hey, we've been picking on Clemson here this week. We picked on Clemson for spending about $85,000 on meals on one recruiting weekend. Well, how about this? The 2018 Clemson National Championship team is getting some love this week because of what they did, not on the gridiron, but what they did in the classroom. And so congratulations to Dabo Sweeney, who really does have a fantastic program. And it's true it's hard for me to admit because I don't really, I grew up not liking Clemson, but when they have become, they still are, in my opinion, the best college football team out there. And it's not just because of the wins and losses is what they've done on and off the field. And now with great success in the classroom for the 2018 Clemson, I guess the results are now coming in officially of how well they've done academically and graduations and things like that. And so, kudos to the clemson tiger football program on that accomplishment six college football teams with championship caliber rosters that can return them to greatness that's a new article up at CBSports.com. ben kirchival has penned this thing and the teams that included are, are in the mix here of teams that can compete for a championship according to kirchival the texas longhorns as they've got sam allinger back also Taquan graham and Tariq Black and Hudson Cart also coming in to the Longhorns to beef up Tom Herman's effort to win a championship there. How about Dan Mullen and the Florida Gators? They are one of the five teams listed as a great possibility to win a championship, according to CBSSports.com, with Kyle Pitts at tight end, Kyle Trask, the Kyle and Kyle show at Gainesville, and Trask did a darn good job last year coming out of nowhere leading the Gators. And also Ventrell Miller on the defensive front will give Florida a good chance to compete for some type of championship, likely a national championship. A guy with one of the coolest names in all of football, Charleston Rambo, wide receiver for the Oklahoma Sooners. He is helping Oklahoma be one of the five teams to be on the lookout for for a championship contender in 2020. And out of the Big Ten, the Penn State Nittany Lions are in there. Out of the Pac-12, the Trojans of USC with Keaton Slovis, the quarterback there, likely to lead USC to some Pac-12 contention, if not national contention here, heading into the new season. Also want to let you know, from a college basketball standpoint, the NCAA has extended the NBA draft withdrawal deadline as they're awaiting the NBA's pre-draft timeline. And now they've extended this thing a little bit further back. The deadline was June 3rd, but now it's been pushed back a little bit more as we're seeing that the NBA still can't quite get their act together. The league hasn't yet voted to delay the NBA draft, currently set for June 25th. So if you're a college basketball player hoping to go to the NBA and you got second thoughts, you just might be able to withdraw your name here in the coming days as the NCAA is giving you a chance to maybe think about a little bit more as they wait on what's happening in the nba and that's a quick look at what's going on college sports wise here on this end of the week y'all show when we come back we've got a quick quick snippet from author dean reuter he was on monday talking about his new world war ii themed book the hidden nazi and we'll have that as part of our icymi in case y'all missed it
2: Have you wanted to speak a new language, but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's b-a-b-b-e-l.com.
5: Do you have constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating that keeps coming back? Take the five-question gut check to see if it could be more than occasional constipation. It could be irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide is a prescription medication that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess is not a laxative. It works differently. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements
4: individual results may vary do not give to children less than six and it should not be given to children six to less than 18 it may harm them do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain especially with bloody or black stools the most common side effect is diarrhea sometimes severe if it's severe stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away other side effects include gas stomach area pain and swelling
5: Talk to your doctor about whether Linzess is right for you. Go to Linzess.com to take the five-question gut check. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot or call 1-800-LINZESS.
0: We are the Y'all Show, talk with a southern accent, and this is our ICYMI feature for the week, in case y'all missed it. And on Monday, we had a lengthy interview with author Dean Reuter, who has written the new book, The Hidden Nazi, about SS Commander Hans Kammler, who did some awful things in World War II, but there's been some real questions about what happened to him in the closing hours of World War II. And Dean Reuter's book talks about that and more, as last week we celebrated the end of the war in Europe, VE Day, the 75th anniversary of it coming to an end last week. And here on the Y'all Show this week, we had this author come on and talk about his World War II book. Here is Dean Reuter in our ICYMI in case y'all missed it. He is uh, born in
6: 1901, an architect and an engineer by training, uh, but a Nazi to the core. Uh, We found that he joined the Nazi Party before Hitler became chancellor. He joined the SS, the inner circle, the dreaded Schutzstaffel, uh, before Hitler became president of Germany. So he was an ideologue, he was a leader, not just a follower. Um, And his early projects uh, before the war and early on were pretty benign, but uh, they became more and more sophisticated. He became known for his um, ability to do things efficiently. He uh, was the Henry Ford of Germany, I would say, in terms of Implementing standard, the use of standard material and standard processes, um, and all the efficiencies that those led to in in these building projects. He also became a master at finding very scarce resources within the Third Reich. Uh, So, when Germany came at time to implement the Holocaust, when they made the decision to go forward uh, with a uh, totalitarian, uh, tyrannical attempt to annihilate an entire race, the Jewish population. They turned to Hans Kammler, and we see that it was – we've got the paperwork, Hans Kammler signing an order in September uh, before the Wannsee Conference that I'm sure you're familiar with. Everybody thinks of the Wannsee Conference as the uh, decision to to begin the the Holocaust, but uh, four months before that, in September, the year before that, Hans Kammler signs the order identifying Auschwitz as – as the major killing camp and a major slave labor camp. Uh, he stands up an architectural office there headed by his people, and he makes weekly, sometimes daily visits to Auschwitz to make sure the camp is doubled and then redoubled and then redoubled again in size so that it ultimately houses a quarter of a million people. Some is slaves, some bound for the gas chambers immediately. And after touring the eastern countries to um, do research, uh, it's really chilling research on the best and most efficient killing methods available. Uh, he struck upon Zyklon, uh, B, the gas, um, the uh, prussic acid, uh, that was used in the gas chambers. And then he built the gas chambers and the ovens at Auschwitz and elsewhere, not just Auschwitz. His, his work was duplicated throughout the third Reich, uh, these killing camps and the slave labor camps from there, John, he went on to rule over, uh, Germany's slave labor trade. Uh, taking the healthiest of the Jewish population and renting them out to the German government, to German industry, lots of uh, corporate names that your your listeners would recognize today. Um, and uh, from there, he went on to rule all of Germany's secret weapons, including the rockets that you mentioned.
0: That was a small clip of our interview from Monday of this week. Go back into our archives at y'all.com and hear the whole interview with author Dean Reuter talking about his book, The Hidden Nazi. That wraps up this first hour of the show that's all about Dixie. When we come back, we'll start it off with a little David Lee Murphy and then segue on to the boot heels on Cheryl Crow. That is part of our Friday free for y'all. Plus, we've got hashtag hullabaloo coming up. That and a whole lot more on this, the y'all show.
1: Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <gasps>
2: Have you ever wanted to learn a new language like French, Spanish, or Russian, but thought it would be too difficult and time-consuming? Then go to Babbel.com and try it for free. Babbel works because it's built around real life, It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you will actually use. In 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel uses a modern conversation-based technique that makes language engaging, fun, and memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then, sentences gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. Babbel is created by language experts who use the space repetition method to help you learn quickly and remember what you learned. With Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com, B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
3: A social distancing tip.
4: Keeping your distance from others is important in slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are some fun things to do alone. Read a book. Take a walk. Unpack your suitcase from that trip you took last September. Paint a self-portrait. Catch up on a TV series. Do a puzzle. Remember, we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov.
3: Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
0: time to get your party on this is the y'all show and we are getting the weekend going in style thanks to this little ditty from david lee murphy
3: she couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye well i knew the lord it was breaking her heart and she was breaking mine so for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride I told her not to worry about me So I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights Misery looking for some company And tonight I'm looking for a party cry Slamming the back and laughing out loud with the smoke so thick the blues can I just don't care if they're dancing over here Or fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crowd It'll dawn on me tomorrow Wherever I wake up I'll look back and try to recall just where the heck's my truck so take my keys and lock them up tight. And let the good times flow. And I worry about the when it comes to light. The night's still young. And I'm on the road tonight. I'm looking for a party cry. Slamming them back. And laughing out loud with the smoke so thick. when blues can't hang around. With the jukebox a- jumping like it just don't care if they're dancing over here I'm fighting over there, I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crowd
0: Help me out now. I'm looking for a party crowd. Slamming them back and laughing out loud. Where the smoke's so thick, the blues can't hang around. Oh, yeah, it's the weekend. Jumping like I just don't care if they're dancing over here or fighting over there. I'm making the rounds looking for a party crowd. All right, one more time. Let's go. Looking for a party crowd. Slamming them back and laughing out loud where the smoke's good. Come on now, let me hear you. Can't hang around. Oh, I know you're just ready to just let it go. Let your, your, your voice go. Just sing all day and night if you can. And then, of course, let the party go all weekend long and most of you don't even have to show up on monday at least to a boss you might be doing it virtually we got it pretty good these days do we not for for a lot of us we, we can wear what we want to at home we can set our own hours as long as we're getting our work done some of us might be saying hey this whole coronavirus has proven that i don't want to go back to the way i used to work if you're one of those people you might just be able to pull it off if not it's going to be a hard adjustment in a couple of days for you if you have to go back. If the if the 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 clock is sitting there waiting for you to come punch in, oh gosh, SimpLex they're going to go out of business because they're not going to have people punching those clocks like they used to. Hello, this is the second hour of the Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl. We're glad that you're here as we get this weekend kicked off in style. And we're going to be doing a great job with that because we're going to go from talking about David Lee Murphy music, as we just had that little famous song from the 1990s from the unfortunately Yankee. He's from southern Illinois, but he's been living in the Nashville area for 30, 40 years now. So, David Lee, we're going to go ahead and make a a southern boy out of a Cheatham County resident. I think he still lives there in Cheatham County, west of Nashville. We're going to go from him, a guy that's from southern Illinois. To now a lady that's from the south, but a lot of y'all would say, well, she's from the north. I mean she's a Yankee. I mean, she's she's from Missouri. That's that's a Yankee state. I'm talking about Cheryl Crow here. Cheryl Suzanne Crow, born february eleventh, nineteen sixty two. That means Cheryl Crow is fifty eight years young. But one of the most stunning, most beautiful women in all of recording world, and has been since she kind of stormed on the scene back in the nineteen nineties. And she's a good Boot Hill girl. The Boot Hill's that southeastern corner of the Show Me State that is literally where she's from, Kennett, Missouri, is about five miles from the Arkansas line. It's about 15 to 20 miles to cross over the, the Mississippi River over into Tennessee. She's not far from Dyersburg, Tennessee. And uh, by the way, the, the Greek Grecian restaurant there in Dyersburg, if you ever get there. Oh, gosh, it's so good. So delicious there. And Cheryl, I'm sorry. I have not gone out and had a meal in Kennett, Missouri. So maybe you can invite me and we'll, we'll have a good cocktail there. Maybe some good sweet tea, if nothing else in her hometown of Kennett, Missouri. But she grew up there. She's a Southern girl. If you actually have ever heard Cheryl Crow talk, she sounds just like she's from the heart of Dixie, to be honest with you. As her great-grandfather, Charles Crow, was a congressman there representing the state of Missouri, and he lived until 1938. So he was a congressman there a long, long time ago. But she went to Kennett High School, where she was a majorette, and she was also an all-state track athlete, meddling in the 75 meter low hurdles and then she enrolled after high school at mizzou in columbia she went to the university of missouri where she received a bachelor of arts degree in music composition performance and an education from the school of music while at the university she sang in a local band called cashmere she was a member of kappa alpha theta also she was in a music fraternity for women sigma alpha iota and she was also in the Omicron Delta Kappa Society. She was a very busy lady there in her college days back in the mid-1980s. This is when she would have been in school. Then after she got out of college, she actually went and worked in Fenton, Missouri, as a music teacher at Killison Elementary School. She'd teach during the day, and gave, which gave her the opportunity to sing in bands on the weekends. And guess what? She ended up doing a good job with it. I mean, she, she's Cheryl Crow, for goodness sakes. In fact, she ended up going and doing advertising jingles and more. Then she did a spot for the St. Louis Department Store Famous Bar. And then she started doing commercials for McDonald's and Toyota. And then she ultimately started touring with Michael Jackson as a backing vocalist during his bad tour of 1997 through 1989. And she often performed with... Michael Jackson on I Just Can't Stop Loving You. She also recorded background vocals for Stevie Wonder, Belinda Carlisle, and Don Henley. And then she got her solo deal back in the 1990s. And boy, she stormed on the scene big time, had much, much success with lots of platinum albums sold. Cheryl Crow. And one of those early 90s memories I have of her wasn't necessarily her music, but her wardrobe. She could rock a pair of jeans. She had a pair, and I'll never forget it. She had a pair and may still have it. I wish she'd wear them again if she has them. She had a pair of leather leather pants, leather jeans that had the Confederate flag on them, but the flag colors were in reverse. It was the blue flag with the red, red bar, uh, the Scottish flag, the cross of St. Andrews, and it was kind of reversed of what you normally think it looks like And she's a southern girl and i hope hopefully she still got those and is not afraid to wear them cuz i thought they looked really cool on her just google it sometime you'll see what i'm talking about she could rock those those pants and more but she could also rock the music and she was a rocker big time and she ended up having not only success on the rock charts as she got going in the early 90s as i said with her first album Tuesday night music club that thing sold according to ria seven million records seven times platinum tuesday night music club the debut back in 1993 then she went from that to the self-titled cheryl Crow album that came out in 96 on a&m records and it sold three times platinum a lot of success she kept having platinum records after platinum records in the 2000s even she had success with albums like come on come on and wildflower and ended up also going and having great success even in country music. Remember, in addition to what she did in the 90s with number one songs like Strong Enough and If It Makes You Happy, Every Day is a Winding Road. Then in the 2000s, she teamed up with a guy named Kid Rock and had very good success on the country music chart with Picture. That song went to number, I think, number two on the country music chart. And, and it was a number two on the AC chart and also a top five song on the main u.s chart and that was picture with kid rock then she ended up recording some other stuff with people like vince gill loretta land she was actually performing loretta lynn and miranda lambert on coal miners daughter back in 2010 i had not heard that but she's very very successful in what she's done and she actually chooses to live in the nashville area she could live in la like she's done before she could even live in the Boot Hill of Missouri, her home area, if she'd like. She could live in Memphis. In fact, one of the cool things about Cheryl Crow is she's had an album called "100 Miles to Memphis," and that's a really cool album name that came out in 2010. Because, well, Kennett is about Kennett is about 100 miles from Memphis, but where she currently lives, Nashville, isn't all that far from Memphis. I think it's a little bit more than 100 miles. Let's see, 100 miles from Memphis on Interstate 40 would put you at about Parker's Crossroads. Yes, that'd be – and that's about halfway between Memphis and Nashville, Parker's Crossroads. That and Go by there and see the, some of the Civil War sites if you're there in that part of Henderson County, Tennessee. But Cheryl Crow, I'm bragging about all the things she's done, but right now on the Y'all Show, we're going to really take you back to where it all started for her, at least musically. And we could pick a lot of great songs for her to play on today's Y'all Show, but I'm going to take you back to the song that kind of put her on the map – in the early 1990s it was the song that was her first number one all i want to do coming out in 1994 from the album tuesday night music club now this was a song that cheryl co-wrote with david bearwald bill bottrell kevin gilbert and Wynn cooper bottrell produced this song as it was recorded in pasadena california at toad hall and released in april of 1994 the lyrics for the song are based on the poem fun by win cooper as producer botrell discovered cooper's poetry book the country of here below in pasadena that was used in a bookstore there and crow adapted the fun into the lyrics for her song earning cooper considerable royalties and helping to promote his book which originally published in a run of only 500 copies in 87 into multiple reprints so how about this guy win cooper who had just a little small poetry book, probably had no idea anybody was even reading his poetry, and ended up, this inspired this song, of which he ends up being a co-writer on this debut for (laughs) Sheryl Crow and the album and the song based off his 1987 poem, Fun. (sighs) See, that's how music can just take crazy, crazy turns and give you So much, so much success. And if you saw the music video for this, it was directed by David Hogan and it was directed, uh, who directed her Leaving Las Vegas debut video. This was the follow-up to that. And the song has Sheryl Crow performing the song on the street with notable characters flying through the air. The video was filmed in front of the Roxy Theater. And guess what? This was filmed at the corner of Franklin Street and North First Street. Not in LA. Sheryl Crow's song here, all i want to do the music video filmed in front of the roxy theater in clarksville tennessee how about that i had no idea on that one yes montgomery county in the house way to go there but let's go back to the 1990s and this song that was the first number one for kennett missouri's own cheryl crow the boot hill beauty and all i want to do on this the y'all show there the song that kind of put it on the map for cheryl Crow from the missouri boot hill all i want to do number one from 1994 she's sure been teaching a lot of lessons since she left that classroom as a music teacher in the show me state and she's a southern girl and a nashville resident way to go cheryl Crow. When the Y'all Show comes back, we have hashtag hullabaloo coming your way. We've got, uh, boy, have we got some good ones. And all I want to do is tell you all about it. And we'll do that after this.
1: Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street.
2: Have you ever wanted to learn a new language like French, Spanish, or Russian, but thought it would be too difficult and time-consuming? Then go to Babbel.com and try it for free. Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you will actually use. In 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel uses a modern conversation-based technique that makes language engaging, fun, and memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then, sentences gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. Babbel is created by language experts who use the space repetition method to help you learn quickly and remember what you learned. With Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com.
3: A social distancing tip.
2: While
4: the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov.
3: Let's all do our part. Because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
0: zipping right through this y'all show as we close out the week and right now we have hashtag hullabaloo this is that special spot where social media teams up with all y'all and we bring you some of the fun stuff that you'll find on instagram twitter facebook and more and right now off of facebook we start out with some some gifs some jiffydom to get things going on the y'all show and Some of these are really, really good. That's why out of all the junk we see and our staff here at y'all kind of passes along, we have a very intense filter when it comes to what we see from a GIF standpoint. But this was a friend of mine from Georgia that I saw put this up, and I just couldn't help but share this GIF with you because it makes a whole lot of sense, especially right now in the middle of a pandemic. And the GIF says, If a cashier at Home Depot can see 300 people in eight hours... Why can't a hairstylist see seven people in eight hours? That makes a lot of sense because a lot of states are just just reluctant right now to let barbers and hairstylists do their job. Now, that's changing in most of our states, but some of them are still hard-headed right now. I don't know of a single southern state or even any place where the Home Depots and the Lowe's have been cut back. I know they've kind of limited how many people have gone in the store, but I haven't heard of a single Lowe's or Home Depot not being able to be open. But barber shops and hairstylists have sure been shut down over the last two months. And what this gif says makes all the sense in the world. And a cashier there at Home Depot is going to see, around eight uh, in eight hours, they're going to see about 300 people. That's 300 people passing their cash money over and i don't care if they put the little plastic shield between the customer and the person at the at the checkout counter there's going to likely be a chance they will be exposed to the coronavirus and that's 300 people that if that one teller gets exposed they get to then relay that sadly on to other people or have the potential to do that meanwhile our barbers and hairstylists have been shut down and if you're a barber or hairstylist and you do a thorough job, you likely don't cut more than a one person's hair in one hour. I know that's different based on whether you're a man or, or female, or if you are got a male military haircut or you've got long Billy Ray Cyrus locks, uh, about an hour is on average, maybe the, the average time to cut people's hair and that's a lot less than 300 people so i feel for the barbers and the stylists in fact i've been trying to get me a a horror cut and i have a place i go to that has a virtual check-in and you know what the person that i like to have my cut my hair they're not showing up on my virtual check-in something tells me this barber has left the building something tells me and it makes all the sense in the world this barber that does a great job on my hair decided somewhere in the last two months when they weren't able to work to go find a new place to work not where i like to go and i I wish i knew where they went i'd go there there's also a chance this barber decided to hang up their shears and say i'm going to go back and do something where i don't have to be shut down like just what it's just happened Maybe I'll have success. Maybe if I get my haircut before Monday's show, I'll let you know because it's going to make me feel so good. And I bet you, if you had a chance to go cut your hair, I bet you feel extra, extra special. Yeah, I know. I know you'll feel extra special. Speaking of Monday and speaking of haircuts, our own Jerry Short will be by. And I think he's going to have a haircut before Monday. He's been looking rather shabby. Our Takapola storyteller. Let's hope he can get that haircut before Monday. That's that's a requirement for our Taco Storyteller. Another gif to pass along. This one also a coronavirus-related gif that's circulating out there. Maybe you've seen this. This says, the shutdown has the majority of us shopping at Walmart. Nearly 80% of their merchandise comes from China. Let that sink in. That's absolutely true. Although, I'm sure Walmart would dispute that percentage and they would likely say oh no we're we're 100 american we're all about america at walmart i blame and this walmart since you're not a sponsor i can say this if you were a sponsor of the show i would probably keep my mouth shut but but even if, if you did sponsor it's, it's, i think i think this theory i have is absolutely true walmart does a lot of good stuff but i remember i'm old enough to remember walmart was a joke Walmart was the last place you wanted to be spotted back in the 1980s if you lived in towns that had, hmm, let's say a fancy Kmart available for you to shop at. Maybe you had a Sears store. Maybe you had a JCPenney or something like that. Some of you, I mean, I I remember as a kid, here's a blast from the past. I, I need to bring someone on from this company and talk about it because they were all over the South and they... We're based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Service merchandise. Man, was that not an awesome place to go to? And then you got their catalog. That was such a fun memory of the old days. Uh, unfortunately, a company that's rest in peace now. Service merchandise. Gosh, man, you talk about country come to town when you could go to a service merchandise on a Friday or Saturday night with your family and you and you go to a service merchandise, and then you might go to a pizza hut or somewhere like that. That's that's what this old boy, he that, that was a really good day back in the 1980s. And I bet you a lot of you had similar days. Don't kid yourself if you're old enough to have those kind of memories of going to a service merchandise. But the thing about Walmart back in those 80s, and I'm a guy who is a proud Kmart alumnus. I worked in high school at Kmart. Sadly, my Kmart last year shut down after being in business 32 years they cut off the blue light i don't even know what's happened to the kmart shopping center a place that gave me one of my first jobs i actually no i kept the kmart job i worked at a restaurant in high school and then i got a job at at kmart at the same time then i got a job at the radio station so i couldn't do all three jobs so I ended up letting the restaurant job go and I kept the radio job of which uh, I'm still trying to get through this whole radio business right now, but I don't have the Kmart job anymore. I just do kind of the radio and this other media stuff too. But what I was getting at is in the 80s when I was that Kmart snob, everybody laughed whenever the Walmart opened up. And, and I'll, I'll repeat the joke I've told people here before. In those 1980s, If you had options outside of Walmart, you'd told the joke that said, what did the bird say when he flew over with a Walmart? Cheap, 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 cheap. Walmart was loaded up with the cheapest junk. I could use another word if you'd want me to. It it was somewhere you just didn't want to go buy stuff from. It was cheap, cheap, cheap. And you know why it was cheap, cheap, cheap? In the 1980s, as in 2020, most of the stuff came from China, and I, I'm i going to blame Walmart until somebody proves me wrong. I'm going to blame Walmart for helping China become this massive country, this country that makes just about everything our country has, all the products, at least a lot of the products. don't know if it's 80% or more, but before Walmart was all over the place with all these cheap products. A lot of the products, I think, were made domestically or coming from other countries. Walmart's connection to communist China really, really beefed up that country and ended up shutting down all the other places that were making stuff. And as we know, China has become this incredible country to their credit. I mean, they're, they're all about China. We're all about America, right? right but a lot of americans not just the companies like walmart but the american people don't want to buy something unless it's cheap walmart has brainwashed us by their advertising through the decades now of if it ain't at walmart then it ain't cheap it's if it's if it's at walmart that's as cheap as you're gonna get it so we'll just go to walmart we won't even price shop anywhere else That's what they've been able to do. Whether that was intentional or not, that is the victory that the marketing geniuses at Walmart have been able to pull off over the last 30 plus years. And as I go back and read this gif again, it says the shutdown has the majority of us shopping at Walmart. Nearly 80% of their merchandise comes from China. Let that sink in. Again, I can't prove it's 80% higher or lower, but it's a lot. And therefore, when Walmart is in bed with China like they are and we have problems like we have right now, it it makes you think. It makes you think. So what am I trying to say to sum it all up? As a proud alumnus, I'm trying to tell y'all, make Kmart great again. We need to have a blue light special again. Moving on, we have a tweet from an actress, a model, and a journalist, Christine Nguyen. Have you heard of her? Go to her website, Christine Nguyen's World. Now, she is a Vietnamese-American, so when I say her last name is Nguyen, it's the common last name of Vietnamese, N-G-U-Y-E-N, Christine Nguyen and she's got a tweet out i'll come back to that in just a second what she tweeted this week it's very southern and i'm very proud of christine for that but i told you christine is an actress she's 40 years old she was born in ho chi minh city the capital of vietnam the capital of north vietnam back in the days of the vietnam war but she was born in the years after the war came to an end as she's now as i said 40 Years young. Beautiful, beautiful woman. I think she's a Texan. She was educated at the University of Texas at Austin on the 40 acres there, and then she went to the South Texas College of Law in Houston, Texas. So I don't know if she got her law degree or not, but she somehow segued from UT and the College of Law in Houston to being an actress, a model, and a journalist. Now, what are some of the things that christine has appeared in and i'm going to tell you what they are and i don't know if this maybe was a law maybe she would played a lawyer in some of these movies but some of these movies have a extremely questionable title and i haven't seen them i promise you i have not seen these but i'm just gonna i'm gonna take a wild guess that christine's actress skills might just be the kind of actress skills that involve taking her shirt off. That's just a wild guess. But here are some of the movies, and you be the judge, okay, if indeed she's what we call an adult film star. I don't know yet. Hadn't proved it because I haven't seen it. But she's appeared in Love Bites. She's appeared in Foursome. She's in appeared in Confessions of a Booth Babe. She's appeared in 69 sexy things to do before you die and she's appeared in the movie Hot Babes Doing Stuff Naked. I guess I guess they get naked in that movie, don't you think? How about this one Nudes in the News? I haven't seen that one. And maybe the best one of all that she's appeared in, Lingerie Bowl. All this from actress christine Wynn putting that law degree if she ended up getting it there from the south texas college of law in houston putting that law degree to good use she's beautiful though and she's got a lot going for her i mean nothing wrong with a woman doing a good honest work no matter what it is but yeah she's been in a lot of film roles i don't know what type of films but she's been been in them but she's also when she's not acting and modeling she evidently is in the kitchen Because Christine Wynn this week put out on social media the following. Very southern breakfast. When When's the last time you had grits? Served alone, they're super bland. Here's a way to jazz them up. Delish. Christine, I'm going to have to start watching some of your movies now after seeing what you put out on social media this week. And you included a picture of your delicious bowl of grits and then some. Again, as she wrote in her tweet... A very southern breakfast when's the last time you had grits served along they're super bland here's a way to jazz them up so how did she jazz up her grits she added crumbled bacon cheddar cheese butter salt pepper and parsley and then she included the hashtag home cooking and hashtag comfort food again from actress christine Wynn christine If you don't mind, just serve that up, and I'll be right over. Looks delicious. By the way, Christine on Twitter is N-C-R-Y-S-T-E-A-N. N-Christine, but it's spelled N-C-R-Y-S-T-E-A-N. Pretty unique way. And her website, if you want to check her out, Christine gwyn rather christine in ns world christine wins world.com okay there you have some movies to tune in this weekend if you'd like to check out lingerie bowl or one of the other hits coming from christine <laughs> okay let's clean things up here a bit we'll go to m that's the name they've got on social media at e at new m4ua at new m4ua as in University of Alabama, maybe. Let's find out. As M in the profile writes, still one of the most boring accounts on Twitter. Hey, you said it, not me. You said it, and also guaranteed to make any conversation awkward. I like that. And then she's got the hashtag Mom Life and the hashtag Roll Tide. So yes, I guess she likes Alabama because her Twitter handle is newm4ua all right here's what she wrote this week on social media people either love or can't stand my voice there is no in between all right i guess you got a good southern voice and I i haven't heard it so i'll just have to take your word that people either love it or hate it there's no in between and here in the south i think most of our accents are pretty pretty of course lovely we're, we're a show that promotes the southern voice and the southern accent but some southern voices do get a little nasally Uh, maybe mine is i don't know but i i think you'll love it even if it is a little nasally or maybe it's a little low you got a low southern voice i mean some some southerners imagine anthony fauci he's got that raspy voice there he's a native of new york city so how would y'all like me to talk here on the y'all show with a raspy Anthony Fauci voice? <laughs> but I got a southern voice as a talking like, like you talk about. He's from Newark, Anthony Fauci. Yeah, and the coronavirus, COVID-19. But what if he was from, instead of New York City, he was from, um, instead of New York, he was from New... Uh, let's see, what's a New... You got New Albany i'm kidding there's new albany in mississippi you got uh new brunswick in north carolina you got let's see here hmm you know most of our southern towns don't have new in front of them those all those towns with new seem to be located up north the northern states new hmm there is a new hanover in north carolina now that i think about it what else we got new wise I'm sure I'll have a hundred of them come to my mind after. Come on. I know y'all are. Hey, tw- tweet at me. If you've got a, if you're from one of these great new something towns in the South, let me know about it. New Bronzefell. That's a town in Texas. I forgot about that one. New Bronzefell in Texas. Uh, new Orleans. Oh my goodness. How could I forget that one? <laughs> yeah. New Orleans. Uh, that might be the second biggest town in America that's got new as part of the name. Yeah hit me up 803-816-1170 be proud of where you're from new or not and oddly enough oddly enough as i'm talking about new that's the twitter handle of the person that brought us this discussion at m and her twitter account new m4 ua wrapping up our hashtag blue here before we get over to some Professional sports news in the next segment and a little movie news. Jennifer Weaver is on Twitter at Mrs. Jen Weaver. That's M R S J E N Weaver. A Christ follower, a wife, a children's minister, a foster adoptive mom, and hey, Jennifer Weaver is a dog mom. And here's what Jennifer wrote on social media this very week, y'all wearing these masks in the summertime is going to make me want to stay inside forever hashtag it gets hot okay well we've seen in some of our southern states over the last few days some pretty hot temperatures and some of y'all been wearing these masks in the car you've been running around town wearing them and if it got to be in the 80s or 90s and you wearing these masks yeah i bet it does get hot jennifer and you bring up an exceptional point here we need to have maybe a seersucker mask that'd be very helpful to to try to make it a little bit cooler a little bit cooler in two ways cooler temperature wise and how cool it'd be to have a seersucker mask and go along with your seersucker suit jennifer thank you that's my weekend assignment i've got a seersucker suit over here in the cabinet. That i don't think fits me anymore i'm gonna cut that bad boy up and make a seersucker mask out of it that's pretty stylish right there and that is our hashtag hullabaloo for this end of the week y'all show we got one more segment left it would be our honor if you'd stick around through the break and be on for that fun as the y'all show will be right back Thanks for being with us as we wrap up the Y'all Show for the week, and in this final segment, we will take a quick look at some movies. We got a couple of movies courtesy of Amazon Prime. If you're an Amazon Prime member, some of the trending movie downloads. If you're a Prime member right now, including some documentaries out there, and this documentary is one of the best or most downloaded documentaries, however you want to look at it. The Invisible War. This is about an eight-year-old documentary. And it actually is about our armed forces as it is from award-winning director Kirby Dick exploring the ever-increasing incidence of sexual assaults within the U.S. military. And this movie, our documentary, if you will, is called The Invisible War. And it's a very, very much downloaded documentary coming on Amazon Prime. How about this, Nuts from 2016. This is a documentary from director Penny Lane and it examines the fascinating and terrifyingly story of john r brinkley an unlicensed doctor who back in the 1920s became one of the most successful doctors in america thanks to a truly bizarre operation he invented and you need to go on and find out more about this how about that nuts and i it's a heck it's a very well titled documentary nuts and that's out on amazon prime right now if you want to get your documentary on Uh, if you've got a little music that you might want to talk about or kind of soak in over the weekend give me a danger that came out in 2016 and this is about a influential rock band the stooges an act out of the 1960s and this is a really cool kind of taking you back to that time period in american history also this is also a good one about james baldwin it's From 2016, I Am Not Your Negro, as this is about James Baldwin, one of the most influential writers of the late 20th century who penned numerous essays and acclaimed novels addressing issues of race at a time when racial friction seemed to be boiling over in America. I Am Not Your Negro, a documentary you can check out on amazon prime if you remember and of course they got all the movies on amazon prime but check out the documentaries too that makes for some great viewing and very educational viewing as well let's move on to some major league baseball news the texas rangers they've got a brand new ballpark in austin or rather not austin arlington texas and guess what they're doing there the rangers are going to be putting on some drive-in concerts at their new stadium, which is still not even seen, a baseball game. And you're going to see people like Pat Green, who's a Texas Rangers season ticket holder, by the way. He's among the artists who will play a drive-in concert series in the parking lot of the new stadium that has not yet hosted a baseball game because of the coronavirus pandemic. You'll also see Eli Young Band from right there in the Metroplex, as well as Whiskey Myers, the Josh Abbott Band with Kevin Fowler, All that is part of the Concert in Your Car series that's going to be taking place at Globe Life Field, June 4th through the 7th. Pretty creative there of the folks there at this complex just outside of both Fort Worth and Dallas there in Arlington. And the first scheduled event at this $1.2 billion stadium, which is also adjacent to the stadium of the Dallas Cowboys, was supposed to be a Chris Stapleton show back on March 14th. And that was supposed to include Willie Nelson. That concert's had to be postponed until November 21st. And right now, the best you can get is a drive-in concert in the parking lot of the brand new Texas Rangers home in Arlington, Texas. This weekend, you won't be able to drive in, but you'll be able to watch people drive all over Darlington Raceway in Darlington, South Carolina. As NASCAR returns Sunday afternoon at 3 30 Eastern, 2 30 Central, the green flag will wave and racing will be happening at the track Too Tough to Tame. Fox is going to broadcast this again this Sunday. NASCAR will be back. Then NASCAR will be back Wednesday with another race at Darlington and that will be taking place on Fox Sports One and that'll be a prime time race at 7 30 eastern 6 30 central so great nascar racing here sunday and wednesday before next week they take their they take their little speeding cars up to charlotte for the race at charlotte motor speedway some of y'all might have seen some south korean baseball be played on the boob tube over the last few weeks well guess what the south korean women's golf tour is going to be starting up and they're in play right now in south korea with the klpga championship championship Women's golf in South Korea joins Korean baseball and soccer leagues which have restarted in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. And you've got a 150 player field that's part of the, of course South Korea's got lots of great great women's golfers and this tournament is at the Lakewood Country Club which is just to the east of Seoul, South Korea. So some live golf courtesy of the South Korean Women's Golf Tour taking place this weekend and speaking of the great game of golf how about this story coming to us and it didn't happen in the south it happened in arizona but 60 year old amateur anthony griggs was out on the golf course this week and guess what he did this amateur won an event by only using a putter he shot an 84 with just a putter i don't even know if that's legal to do as he normally drives the ball over 200 yards off the tee with a putter mind you and sure enough his scotty cameron putter come came in and he ended up winning this tournament it was an amateur tournament but still how about winning a golf tournament by just using your putter anthony griggs i need you to come teach me a few golf lessons if you don't mind i need to be better at my short game anyway and that wraps up the sporting headlines as we wrap up this y'all show thank y'all for being a part we've got another exciting week of the show that's all about the south headed your way next week have a great weekend thank you for being a part of our show that continues to grow and gain listeners and viewers and fans go to our website you for more Have a good one. We'll see y'all back here Monday. Y'all have a great weekend from Dixie with Love's gonna get us to the house.